Thank you for joining us for Digging Deeper with Gary Johnson. This radio program is dedicated to getting into the deeper levels of God's Word and learning how to live the life He has created for us. Let's join Gary now as he opens the Word and teaches us to dig deeper. Blessings. Thank you for tuning in today to Digging Deeper. This is Gary Johnson. Welcome again. I hope you've had a good week. I want you to know I'm willing to pray for you, expect great things for you anytime. Please contact me. My email is g77j77 at yahoo.com. And we have quite a backlog of programs that have been made in the past. If you wish to look at them, listen to them, and see what has been taught on this program in the past, you just go to kslr.com, look up the old programs called podcasts, and find Digging Deeper according to any date you would like. I change the teaching format now and then, but I want to be receptive to God's will for what you need. I want to ask God always, what should I say in order to meet the need that you have, because he knows who's tuning in. And today, I had the thought to teach on Hebrews 11. As you know, Hebrews 11 is the faith chapter. I'm sure you've heard of that before, in the same sense that 1 Corinthians 13 is the love chapter. And if you need to be built up in faith, you need to pick up and read Hebrews 11. I have a special insight into it today, I believe, because I sense, as I do quite often, that some of you are wrestling with a special problem, something that you believe you're all alone on, something that you've prayed about and yet see no change, something that you're struggling with, something perhaps you haven't told anyone or you've confided in just a few. Well, I'm here for you today because I care about you, and I want you to have a victorious life. I want this to be behind you. I want you to be free. I want you to be able to serve God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and spirit. And in today's world, it's so easy for the devil to come in and put some sort of grip in us, and that's where our focus is. That's where our energies go, trying to get rid of that, always thinking about that. Well, I have news for you today. I believe you're going to have a sense of freedom that you've never experienced before after you listen to me and read Hebrews 11 or a good portion of it with me today. Please pick up your Bible. I don't care what the version is. Turn to Hebrews in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, many people believe it is written by Paul, but of course we don't have a consensus on that, so I won't mention an author. The ultimate author is God. Do you have your Bibles with you? Let's open up with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you today for your word that's always there for us. You communicate to us primarily through the word, and then we in turn communicate to you through prayer. We are ready today to lay at the feet of Jesus everything that is troubling us and receive from you peace and joy and wholeness and victory and deliverance. In the name of Jesus Christ, we give you thanks. Amen. If you have your Bibles open to Hebrews chapter 11, it starts off with the definition of faith. 
faith is something we don't see. Faith only comes by faith, by faith only comes by making a decision that we are going to receive things that we don't see. Remember, the Bible says we live by faith, not by sight. And God loves when we demonstrate faith. And, and we say, hey, I'm not going to uh, go by what I feel, what I see, what I hear, by my senses, in other words. I have a stronger sense. I have a spiritual sense. When my spirit is in tune with the Holy Spirit, who gives me tremendous faith and expectation and tells me that there are great things coming that I don't have any idea what they are. And he reminds me that God is on my side. And if he is on my side, what have I to fear? Absolutely nothing. All I have to do is look forward to the greatest life that there possibly could be in union with Jesus Christ. Now look with me at Hebrews 11. It talks first about the definition of faith, the fact that faith is a firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. And then he starts going through the list of the hall of faith, those in, primarily in the Old Testament who lived by faith. You know, I don't care when a person's been alive, they can only receive what God has from them by faith. Whether it was in the Old Testament or under any dispensation or whether it's now in today's church, the just shall live by faith. So he starts off talk, talking about, um, about Abel. And, uh, and how he brought a better sacrifice to God than Cain. We could talk more about that. I could give you a message just on that. And then he skips to Enoch, how Enoch was completely taken out of this life and, and translated to heaven the same way believers will be if we're here at the time uh, Jesus uh, returns. And it says here in this word that Enoch was taken because he lived a life that was pleasing to God. God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. I have another message just on Enoch, and I can't wait just to speak that to your spirit. But let's move on. Then he goes on in verse 7 to show Noah's example of our faith. Noah certainly didn't just go by what he saw around him, did he? I mean, he, he saw depravity of all kinds in the people that lived. He, he had never seen rain. He had never seen God's intervention in the way that God was about to do. And yet he took God at his word, that God was for him, that God was going to take him out of the misery that he was in. Do you identify with Noah today? But I'm going to tell you one thing. It took Noah 120 years to build that ark, but he never gave up. He kept his mind on God, not the things around him that he saw. And he was every day saying, Lord, what would you have me to do today? You want me to do a little more on that ark. But in doing it, my faith in you is shining to those around who see me. Are you getting the drift of where I'm, I'm getting to today? So Noah was there, and, and Noah is a perfect example of the faith that God wants us to have, and God is ready to give you today. I could give another 
complete message on Noah. You know he's in, he's in, in Genesis uh, uh, 5, 6, 7, 8. Noah is there, and there's a lot of information and, and meat that we could talk to about Noah. But let's go on. He goes on to Abraham. Oh, he says so much about Abraham, the father of our faith, and that we who believe Abraham is our spiritual father, isn't he? Abraham lived by faith. He was before Moses. He was before the law. He just had a simple relationship with God. He just believed God. The Bible says that his faith was accounted from the fact that he simply believed God. God told him to go somewhere. God told him to avoid this but do that. God gave him words to say, and he did all these things, and we could go through that in Genesis. We could talk about it at great length. But this gives a summary here in, uh, in Hebrews 11, telling us that it's no, no surprise that God had a special friend in Abraham. He has a special friend in you and me if we will just exhibit the same kind of trust in him that Abraham did. Abraham took those things he didn't see and reckoned them to be true because God told him it was true. Are you ready to exercise that kind of faith today? He goes on and he talks about Joseph, but then he talks about Moses, 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 who refused the privileges that were given to him by his Egyptian royal house. He could have lived a life of luxury his entire life because he was brought up in that by God's will, and he saw sin around him. And he himself indulged in sin by, by doing uh, out of his own will, out of his own might, instead of relying upon the Spirit of God, he slew an Egyptian, and then he had to flee. But you know what? It says here that he decided, and you and I are going to have to decide today. We can only walk the narrow path and live the life of faith God wants us to live if we make the kind of decision that, uh, that Moses made. And it says that Moses decided that he would live for God instead of the passing pleasures of sin. It is true, the Bible teaches, that we reap what we sow. And so often, our misery that go, we go through in our life is because we have sown to sin. We don't have to do that anymore. We can be like Moses. And Moses was sent off for 40 years in the desert. Uh, it's not that he was just there one year, two years, three years, or 10 years. Can you imagine after 10 years? And the devil is, is coming into his thoughts and saying, hey, God has given up on you. You made the decision to leave him. I mean, to li leave the life of luxury the life of privilege, and you chose God instead. What's God done for you? All he's done is take you out into the backside of this desert. And Moses said, I don't care. I'd rather be with God alone with this, the stark reality of existence out here. It is much more profitable to me than to be back there in that kind of life I was in. And so he went on another 10 years, another 20 years. 
And then suddenly, suddenly God appeared to him in a burning bush and said, I'm ready for you now, Moses. You have proved your faith to me, and I'm willing to let you exercise your faith even more for me now as I use you in a mighty way to save my people. And Moses decided to do it, and he did it, and the rest of the Bible is written because Moses went through and did the deliverance that God asked him to do. And there are a couple of other examples, but here's what I want you to do for me right now. It's turn to verse 32, and we're going to read the rest of this. This is what you really need to hear today in your spirit. And I'm reading here from the Message Bible. It says, I could go on and on, but I've run out of time. There are so many more. Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah. David, Samuel, and all the prophets, through acts of faith, they toppled kingdoms, they made justice work, and they took the promises of God for themselves. They were protected by God from lions, from fires, from sword thrusts. They turned disadvantage to advantage. They won battles they routed alien armies. Women received back their loved ones from the dead. There were those who, under torture, refused to give in and go free, preferring something better, that is, the resurrection. Others braved abuse and whips and, yes, chains and even dungeons. We have stories, it says, of those who were stoned, sawed in two, murdered in cold blood. Stories of vagrants wandering the earth in animal skins, homeless, friendless, powerless. Oh, the world didn't deserve these kinds of people, he says. Making their way as best they could on the cruel edges of the world. Verse 39, not one of these people even though their lives of faith were exemplary, got their hands on what was ultimately promised. God had a better plan for us, that their faith and our faith would come together to make one completed whole, their lives of faith not complete apart from ours. Let me ask you a question. The battle you've been going through, that you've been trying to solve by prayer, by reading the Word, by being with God's people, by getting counsel, by expecting, let me ask you something. The battle that you've been going through, is it worse than whips? Is it worse than chains? Is it worse than dungeons? Have you been stoned? Oh, God forbid, have you <laughs> been sawed in two? Murdered in cold blood? I don't think so. Have you been wandering the earth in animal skins, homeless, friendless, powerless? You know what? I doubt, I really doubt, although you can correct me, if your situation sounds as serious as any of these. Now, I'm only making this point for two reasons, because I don't want you to think that I don't take your problems seriously. The honest truth is I very much do. 
And I am believing with you and praying with you that you will rise up above that problem and that it will be solved for you, okay? And I want you to tell me about it, actually. I want you to contact me, g77j77 at yahoo.com, and ask me to pray for you, and I will. But here's my main point today. These people here had such faith that they never gave up on God, even though they went through these horrible, horrible, terrible tragedies that anybody outside the faith of God would have just thrown up their hands and say, I give up. They never gave up. They never quit. It says in, in Hebrew, I'm sorry, in Revelation chapter 2, uh, they never quit either. God told them, don't quit even if it costs you your life. And obviously, in some of these cases, it cost them their life. And if they had the kind of faith to get through on that and come out a winner eventually, a winner in God's sight, isn't that what you want more than anything else? To know that you have been victorious spiritually in God, as long as you're in God and with God, what else matters? They did it. And the reason why the scripture is given here for us is because we can stand on the fact that if they made it through and God was exceedingly pleased with them, so that 2,000 or 3,000 years later, it's being reported on this day on the air to you for your faith, then surely you will come through yours. You know, all we need is a grain of mustard seed kind of faith to say to Lord, to the Lord, I believe you. I believe you as much as these people who were whipped, put in chains, put in dungeons, stoned, sawed in two, murdered in cold blood, homeless, friendless, powerless. I believe you as much as they do. And as much as you loved them and never quit on them, I have confidence that you love me and will never, ever quit on me. Um, now, it reminds me of some other scripture real quick. Paul wrote, Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. He was comparing himself here to some other believers who had gone out to speak for the Lord. He says three times, this is in verse 25 of 2 Corinthians 11, three times I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked, a day and the night I've been in the deep. He, he, he was in the waters. He was in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of, by my own countrymen, it said, in perils by the heathen, in the city, in the wilderness, in the sea, among false brethren, hungry, thirsty, fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Paul went through that. Did Paul endure? <laughs> you better believe it. And he wrote over half the New Testament for you and me today. Paul counted it joy. Peter said, count it as joy. Jesus even said, count it as joy when you go through tribulation. Because Jesus said, I also went through tribulation. And if I made it through, I am with you for you to make it through. If Paul did it, 
If Peter did it, listen, every single one of the disciples met a violent death because they stood up for Jesus Christ and they never quit on their faith. Only John was spared on the island of Patmos so he could write the book of Revelation for us. So I'm speaking to you directly right now. Do you love Jesus? Do you love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and spirit? Do you believe he gave his life for you? That he withstood the pain of the cross in order that you would know that you are saved and that you would know you have a substitute in him, that he cares completely for you no matter what you're going through, that you're experiencing? Do you receive the fact today deep inside your heart that whatever you're going through is something that he can take care of and that he will take care of? I am speaking to you right now today because I care about you, and I'm conveying to you the fact that your master, your savior, your soon-coming king cares about you even more. Uh, he wants you in these last days before he comes to remain faithful to him. He wants you to know that he has not given up on you, and he doesn't want you to give up on him. Would you do me a favor and every day praise him, glorify him, Go through the scripture in Hebrew 11 that I referred to you to. Read it through. Build up your faith so that you can see your name among the hall of faith. Read through 2 Corinthians 11 and see what Paul experienced. And say to yourself, if they made it, I can make it. I'm nothing special. God cares for me as much as he cares for them. Listen, put your Bible down again right now and pray again with me. Heavenly Father, I realize that I'm not alone. I'm not alone in the heartaches, the hardships that people experience. And I'm not alone also in the fact that I know you are always with me. And I can trust you no matter what, and I choose to live by faith. This word in Hebrews 11 today has built up my faith to know that I never have to give up, to know that I never ever should take my eyes off you and look at my circumstances. That's why I have peace right now. That's why my anxiety has been laid at the foot of the cross because I'm not depending upon me anymore. I'm not even depending upon those close by me as loving and caring as they are. I'm only depending on Jesus. I'm depending on the Spirit of God to stay alive in me and keep my hope up, keep my faith up, keep my joy up. And Lord, today is the first day of the rest of my life where I believe you, not my circumstances. And I want to serve you. Oh, I want to serve you. 
I want to give to you everything that you've given to me. I want to give back to you. If if, if you have given me a talent and a skill, they're all for you. If you've given me money, it's for you. Use it as you will. If you've given me family, I surrender them to you. If you've given me children, I turn them back over to you to be used for you and your kingdom. I give you thanks and praise, Lord, right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, would you develop today a daily time of prayer, Bible study, to remain close to God? When he speaks to you in the word, which he always will when you pick it up and read it, especially individually, then he evokes prayer in us, thanks, commitment, joy, and peace. I want you to go out in the world today always in tune with God, always expecting God to meet your need according to your riches and glory. I intend to have another topic next week. I don't want you to miss it. I'm going to pray again that it is something that will minister to you. And please contact me. Let me know if I can be of any help to you in any way. And if you have ideas about what you'd like to be talked about on this program, I'm with you. I want to do it. Tell your friends about this program. My email again is g77j77 at yahoo.com. I, uh, I'm asking that you uh, glorify God now in all that you do and have a blessed week in Christ you deserve. Thank you for joining us for Digging Deeper. If you would like to get in touch with host Gary Johnson, please send him an email at g77j77 at yahoo.com. Again, that email address, g77j77 at yahoo.com. Thank you again for joining us for today's program, and join us next week for Digging Deeper.